July 11th, Memorial of St. Benedict, Abbot. St. Benedict was born at Nursia in Umbria about the year 480. Educated at Rome, he began the Eremitic life at Subiaco, where he gathered disciples, then departed for Monte Cassino. There he established the famous monastery and composed the Benedictine Rule. Because this rule was subsequently adopted throughout Europe, he received the title of Patriarch of Western Monasticism. He died on March 21, 547, but since the end of the 8th century, his memory has been observed on this day. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. For all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confessed, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thou wast their rock, their fortress, and their might. Thou, Lord, their captain in the well-fought fight. Thou in the darkness drear their one true light. Alleluia. Alleluia. O blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. Yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. Alleluia. But lo, there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints triumphant rise in bright array. The King of glory passes on his way. Alleluia. Alleluia. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours. Around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds, you who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime? 
you who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son. You do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. A reading from the first book of Kings. Ahab came to meet Elijah, and when he saw Elijah, said to him, Is it you, you disturber of Israel? It is not I who disturb Israel, he answered, but you and your family by forsaking the commands of the Lord and following the Baals. Now summon all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, as well as the four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal and the four hundred prophets of Asherah, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent to all Israelites and had the prophets assemble on Mount Carmel. Elijah appealed to all the people and said, How long will you straddle the issue? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. The people, however, did not answer him. So Elijah said to the people, I am the only surviving prophet of the Lord, and there are four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal. Give us two young bulls. Let them choose one, cut it into pieces, and place it on the wood, but start no fire. I shall prepare the other, and place it on the wood, but shall start no fire. You shall call on your gods, and I will call on the Lord. The God who answers with fire is God. All the people answered, Agreed. Elijah then said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one young bull and prepare it first, for there are more of you. Call upon your gods, but do not start the fire. Taking the young bull that was turned over to them, they prepared it and called on Baal from morning to noon, saying, Answer us, Baal! But there was no sound and no one answering. And they hopped around the altar they had prepared. When it was noon, Elijah taunted them, Call louder, for he is a god and may be meditating, or may have retired, or may be on a journey. Perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. They called out louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until blood gushed over them. Noon passed, and they remained in a prophetic state until the time for offering sacrifice. But there was not a sound. No one answered, and no one was listening. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. When they had done so, he repaired the altar of the Lord which had been destroyed. He took twelve stones for the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the Lord had said, Your name shall be Israel. He built an altar in honor of the Lord with the stones, and made a trench around the altar large enough for two seahs of grain. When he had arranged the wood, he cut up the young bull and laid it on the wood. Fill four jars with water, he said, and pour it over the holocaust and over the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he said, and they did it a third time. The water flowed around the altar, and the trench was filled with water. At the time for offering sacrifice, the prophet Elijah came forward and said, Lord, God of Abraham, 
Isaac, and Israel. Let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and have done all these things by your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, that this people may know that you, Lord, are God, and you have brought them back to their senses. The Lord's fire came down and consumed the holocaust, wood, stones, and dust, and it lapped up the water in the trench. Seeing this, all the people fell prostrate and said, The Lord is God, the Lord is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal, let none of them escape. They were seized, and Elijah had them brought down to the brook Kishon, and there he slit their throats. Elijah approached the people and said, How long will you straddle the issue by advocating two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. No one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. If the Lord is God, follow him. A reading from the Rule of Benedict, Abbott. Whenever you begin any good work, you should first of all make a most pressing appeal to Christ our Lord to bring it to perfection, that he, who has honored us by counting us among his children, may never be grieved by our evil deeds. For we must always serve him with the good things he has given us in such a way that he may never, as an angry father disinherits his sons, or even like a master who inspires fear, grow impatient with our sins and consign us to everlasting punishment, like wicked servants who would not follow him to glory. So we should at long last rouse ourselves, prompted by the words of Scripture. Now is the time for us to rise from sleep. Our eyes should be open to the God-given light, and we should listen in wonderment to the message of the divine voice as it daily cries out, Today, if you shall hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And again, if anyone has ears to hear, let him listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And what does the Spirit say? Come, my sons, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Hurry while you have the light of life, so that death's darkness may not overtake you. And the Lord, as he seeks the one who will do his work among the throng of people to whom he makes that appeal, says again, Which of you wants to live to the full? who loves long life and the enjoyment of prosperity. And, if when you hear this you say, I do, God says to you, if you desire true and everlasting life, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And when you have done these things, my eyes will be upon you and my ears will be attentive to your prayers. And before you call upon my name, I shall say to you, Behold, I am here. What could be more delightful, dearest brothers, than the voice of our Lord's invitation to us? In his loving kindness, he reveals to us the way of life. And so, girded with faith and the performance of good works, let us follow in his paths by the guidance of the gospel. Then we shall deserve to see him who has called us into his kingdom. If we wish to attain a dwelling place in his kingdom, We shall not reach it unless we hasten there by our good deeds. Just as there exists an evil fervor, a bitter spirit, which divides us from God and leads us to hell, so there is a good fervor which sets us apart from evil inclinations and leads us toward God and eternal life. Monks should put this fervor into practice with an overflowing love. That is, they should surpass each other 
in mutual esteem, accept their weaknesses, either of body or of behavior, with the utmost patience, and vie with each other in acceding to the requests. No one should follow what he considers to be good for himself, but rather what seems good for another. They should display brotherly love in a chaste manner, fear God in a spirit of love, revere their abbot with a genuine and submissive affection. Let them put Christ before all else, and may he lead us all to everlasting life. Wishing to please God alone, Benedict left his home and patrimony to enter the religious life. He lived as a hermit in the presence of the all-seeing God. He withdrew from the world of men, knowingly unacquainted with its ways, and wisely unlearned in its wisdom. He lived as a hermit in the presence of the all-seeing God. Let us pray. God, our Father, you made St. Benedict an outstanding guide to teach men how to live in your service. Grant that by preferring your love to everything else, we may walk in the way of your commandments. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.